0: Because while we're in the thick of it, it's so easy to get caught up in nobody understands me, right? This is something that only happens to me. Guys, I'm here to tell you, I have gone through this many times. Whereas I was in the thick of some toxic toxic relationships. I was right in the middle of things and I felt like I didn't have a friend in the world. I felt like, right, nobody really gets me. I've been there, done that, guys. And it's so easy to stay stuck there, to have a victim mentality, to not see your way through. It's so easy to do that. Start to visualize yourself reclaiming your life. Break the pattern of pain. So when we start to do something, when we start taking radical action, we're less likely to to be depressed or to feel sadness and it lingers for a long period of time which is what depression is and anger turned inward that's also depression so we're less we're less likely to do that because first of all we're standing up and we're taking radical action and we're saying you know what I'm doing something to reclaim my life whether that is joining a support group whether that is starting a forum on social media whether that is writing a memoir whatever you need to do that as constructive and legal, right to start reclaiming your life back. I suggest you do that. I did it. I started to journal I started to visualize myself having a better life, and all of a sudden well not all of a sudden it's a process right, but before I knew it, it started to manifest in my life because i started that. i started that to break that uh pattern of Pain. I started to break the pattern. I interrupted the pattern simply by starting to visualize and to journal that was taking radical action. Basically, radical action is what interrupts the pathology of pain. Not saying it's going to take it clearly away. It's a start. It plants the seed.
1: And before you know it, you'll get some sprouting going. When you start
0: to focus on things that don't work, that's what's going to remain. It's going to stay that way. It's going to continue to be painful. So when you're focusing on how you're, how somebody is always starting an argument with you, when you're focused on when people seem to uh, mistreat you, whether it's on your job, whether it's at school, whether it's, you know, whether it's in your family, wherever, when you start to feel and to think that you are very small and you can't do anything, that's what's going to continue. That pattern will continue. That's what I want to say. I started thinking, long time ago, I started to think that, you know what? I'm not so helpless. Yeah, I can't control this person over here trying to pick a fight with me. But what I can do is not internalize the BS. I can do that. Easier said than done, but it can be done. Guys, long ago when I started to not look at myself as a loser. And see, that wasn't easy either. But I started, I did it because I got to the point where I was tired. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was like, you know what? That person all along, you know, they wanted me to think that they were better than me, that they were bigger. That's one thing that a narcissist likes to do. They like to bully others. They want you to think and believe that they are bigger than you, whether it's financially because they have more money than you. They want you to focus a narcissist or an abusive behavior person that you have a toxic relationship with. One of the things that they really like to do is to make themselves look bigger and grander than you are. And they, if you notice They like to continue to have you focus on that. So to interrupt the pattern of pain, you stop focusing on that. And it takes some time. You're going to slip up sometime. You're going to make the mistake to go right back into the old way of thinking. Like, wow, they dress better. You know, they, they have this, they have that. And every time I speak to them, I stutter and I can't seem to get my thoughts right. Yes, all of that happens, guys. Yes, been there, done that. And when that person who's being abusively, uh, you know, their, their behavior is abusive towards you, it could be a narcissist, it could be someone else. When they start to do that, notice how they like to keep you focused on the things that have you feeling sad, angry, upset. Notice how they can orchestrate that. If you continue to give place to them in your life, they'll continue to do that. So in order to break the pattern... For yourself, you there's a lot of things you can do. I had already mentioned several of them. You can do, but as far as like the blueprint, only you can draw up that blueprint. I don't know what that is for you, but you can start today by saying, you know what, I can dress just as good, just as well, or even better than that person. See, but you start to internalize what feels good to you, and reject or don't adopt. Or take or receive or take in or internalize, but doesn't reject what doesn't. So, when that person starts mouthing off and they, you know they're trying to negotiate into an argument, shut it down. Go gray rock if you have to, but you're taking radical action, you're breaking the pattern of the pain. So, before you know it, you're walking around, you're feeling better. People will start to compliment you and say, Wow, there's something different about you. But they probably won't really be able to tell what it is because it's internal. So you start walking a little taller. When you speak to people, you're able to hold eye contact and you're you're more open to receiving things that feel good to you. Rather and, and at the same time rejecting the BS. It starts internally. So when you break the pattern of the pain, that's what that looks like. think is the highlightable point when narcissists and cluster personalities are involved with others well the first thing to really you know remember is that the other individuals are source supply in order to keep the false self-image alive so while this is happening unfortunately if this is a child we're talking about the cluster personality and or the narcissist. Will groom that child to be a source supply, possibly for life. That's very unfortunate. The other thing is trauma bonding can happen or layers of trauma can result. So when this happens, the narcissist or the cluster personality, they will absolutely emotionally bully other people in order to maintain that source supply. When clustery personalities and narcissists use people for source supply, it is usually a very traumatic experience, regardless if it's a child or an adult. Stars today, we're going to be doing a presentation. Well, I'm going to be doing a presentation for you, and I'm going to be talking to you about investing in a dysfunctional family headed by a
1: narcissist or a cluster B personality when you're building a support base.
0: Okay, so investing in a dysfunctional family. Headed by a narcissist or cluster personality while you're also working a support base. Topics of discussion The pillar of salt effect, focusing on your past while working your support base. Topic number two Beware. Dysfunctional families can be familiar in a toxic way. Topic number three Realizing the purpose of your support base is vital to effectively working it. Okay, so the last and final topic of discussion are going to be the tools, references, and resources of what you can find in the description box below. All right, so here we go. All right, so the pillar of salt effect. So a lot of us have heard the story of Lot's wife in the Bible who turned around when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed, right? She turned around and she was forewarned by Lot to not turn around. She was forewarned, if I'm not mistaken, also by God that she was not to turn around and watch the destruction of or see the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, this particular story in the Bible has been interpreted in many ways. So you can take a lot of messages from that biblical story. However, I chose to use that particular uh, story in the Bible to make my point in today's video, or one of my points in today's video. So this is not to try to uh, recruit or to convert anyone to a particular religion. right so i really want to make that clear lot's wife according to the biblical story when sodom and gomorrah was being destroyed she and lot her husband so lot's wife was forewarned not to turn around when sodom and gomorrah was being destroyed so lot's wife according to the biblical story she turned around and she turned into a pillar of salt as a result of turning around and seeing the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now again, a lot of people can interpret that story in many different ways, okay? So what I get from that story is that when we focus on our past, especially when it's very painful, then we can become stagnant. Like that pillar of salt, we're not able to move forward. We're stuck there. We're looking at the past. And we're in the sunken place. So when Lot's wife turned around to view the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, she was longing for uh, family members who were still there in Sodom and Gomorrah and who chose to stay behind. Lot's wife was still desiring certain people as well as certain things of her past. She was nostalgic. So she got caught She up. longed for some of the good old days or the good times that she had in Sodom and Gomorrah. She continued to long for that. So she continued, again from a state of nostalgia or in the spirit of nostalgia, she longed for her past and she was being called to leave her past behind. So when we focus on our support base and we're working it, yet we're also invested in a dysfunctional family headed by the narcissist or to personality, In my view, we're somewhat like Lot's wife who is continuing to look at the past while seemingly being called to thrive forward. They're attempting to move forward while looking back and reaching back for a past that they're being called to thrive forward from. Sometimes we're going to have family members who will choose to stay behind or choose to invest in a dysfunctional family while we're growing. We're outgrowing the dysfunctional family. So it's pretty tough to focus on working our support base right now now i've made this mistake this is why i did this video i've made this mistake trying to work my support base in my present life still longing for a past that i wish i can get right longing for a past i wish i can change okay however i learned and i realized that i could not change particular people i could not change the past It was what it was, and it is what it is. Certain aspects of an unresolved past do not belong in my present life. This is what I've learned. So again, I wanted to do this video and share this with you because I know some of you are going through that right now. You're working a support base, yet you're still invested in a closely personality and or narcissist in an emotional way. And maybe sometimes you're nostalgic. You do wish for the good old days. Sometimes you do wish that some of those good times would come back, right? But to no avail. So just like Lot's wife, who chose to look in the past while being called to thrive forward, she turned into a pillar of salt. And sometimes this is what we can experience when we're working our support base, yet we're still invested in a dysfunctional family or in a dysfunctional relationship with narcissists and or close to be personalities that we love and care about investing in a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist while building a support base. First point during the reenactment of an unresolved past narcissists and or B personality types often are far removed fully engaging in any of his or her present relationships with others. Those who are emotionally invested in a dysfunctional relationship with narcissists and or closely personalities usually are unaware of being manipulated by them to play a dysfunctional role while co-signing shenanigans and and diabolical tactics for narcissistic supply.
1: the narcissist
0: doesn't care about what you do or even who you are they only care about getting the source supply from you so they want to be the source of your pain and your pleasure let's move forward using foul language is one of the methods that narcissists use in order to curse others for source supply so a lot of us who have had personal issues, okay, <laughs> with the narcissist and cluster personality. We all know that one of the things that the narcissist and cluster personality does is they will use foul language, okay? They do this in order to intimidate or to invoke fear in others. They're trying to get others to submit to him or her. This is one way that they manipulate others, to supply them, So they use foul language. Sometimes they may flip over chairs and they may get all loud and boisterous and, you know, just very outspoken. This, again, is a method that they use in order to get you to fear him or her. So you will submit to supplying him or her. So they will use foul language. The narcissist and or cluster personality, they will use foul language. But when it comes to cursing others... See, we're going to get a little bit deeper into that. There's a curse that they like to put on others. The narcissist and a cursive personality, they will curse others in order to obtain source supply from them. Usually a lifelong source supply. The foul language or the cursing doesn't just have to consist of bad words the way we know it. The narcissist curse language. Manipulation, deceit or lies, insults, cursing or using bad words, character assassination, smear campaigning, gossip, and spreading rumors. All of this is under the curse or cursing
1: other people in order to get a lifelong source supply.